0: What's up, guys? This is episode, uh, what, 16 of the vlog? This is pretty awesome. Uh, we made so much progress, and now it's time to add some tests for our Ruby gem, Simple Calendar. Now, we have a bunch of tests that we kind of wrote up as we're going along, kind of thinking about, like, what tests are we actually going to need? And a lot of this has evolved now that we have the calendar code, Um, available to us. So let me just open these up here. And let's take a look at what we've got. We've got two public methods. And that means that these two methods are ones we certainly want to test. And the private methods are going to be the ones that are a little less important to test, but we're going to make sure that they are um, appropriately tested so that the public methods don't break. And the reason for that is because those public methods call all those private methods. So we have partial name, we have date range, start date, sorted events, attribute. All of those are actually testing or being used in our code somewhere. So we obviously wanna write tests for those, but if you were to write more of an integration level test, uh, a higher level test that would just do the two renders, that could work. You could write a test that says, hey, Uh, when we instantiate a calendar, let's make sure that we test that it prints out a calendar onto the page. We could use, um, you you could do the like full integration test and make sure that the HTML that gets printed out is what you want and what you expect. We could definitely do that or we could do a little bit more uh, finer grained and do unit tests. I think what I'm going to do is unit test for this because the... Um, the higher level tests are gonna be more important if we ever make those views a little bit more complicated. Um, so long as we don't screw those up much, they're really simple, um, but they're a little less important. We need to make sure that our partial name is uh, converting file the class name to a file name appropriately. We need to make sure that the attribute returns the correct values. We want to make sure that sorted events does the right thing. We want to make sure that these pieces work. And the view is a little more flexible because everybody's going to customize it. So that is kind of where we're at with testing. We want to make sure that the stuff that should always work um, in one specific way, we can unit test those because that's what they're designed to do. Just very straightforward stuff. When it comes to these things that are going to be a little bit more malleable, um, like this what happens after the render happens? Well, you should have HTML on your page. This should return a string of HTML at least. And that is one of those things that um, is a little harder to unit test or you tie yourself in really closely with unit tests and that becomes more complicated. So let's figure out um, what we need to do here. Now, one of the components the, one of the more complicated pieces that we've got to deal with here is the view context. We're actually using this to um, represent the view. So in our tests, we're gonna wanna make sure that this is like either nil or uh, a test double so that we can call methods on it and just you know ignore what they do. Um, but sometimes we use that view context to call like a method render. And that's going to be important that we make sure that we call that method. And, you know, this is one of those pieces that becomes sort of the bane of testing. You have to, like, make these fake variables because you don't have the real thing. And that's where testing kind of goes off the rails right now. That is where you spend most of your time dealing with those little things where you're like, look, I don't really have a real Rails application in the gem test, so we have to fake some of that, and you end up writing a lot of code just to set things up. So ideally, if you can get by with not doing much of that, not much of the fake Rails setup as before, that's the way that you want to write your tests. So let's just dive in and start some simple test here. I think the easiest things that we um, can do is test this partial name here. Now that's going to be um, most obviously the easiest one in in theory. So um, we actually should look for any of our tests in here and see if uh, we have a render test. It doesn't look like we do. So like, let's go up here and say like it renders or it, uh, let's see, it renders a partial with the same name as the class. So let's make this test here, and we're gonna do simple calendar, calendar calendar.new, and we're gonna send the private uh, method, and we're gonna call partial name, and that'll allow us to call this private method from inside of our test. And we want this to, we expect this to equal uh, calendar. So that's what we expect, and we should be able to run our spec and see if that works. So we get a um, failed test, and we get wrong number of arguments, zero for one, two. And let's see, partial name, I don't believe, has self.class.name underscore. So it doesn't look like what we've written in our test um has anything wrong with this we should be able to if we we're to do something like our bin console command if we were to run this we get the same error so actually our issue is with this so that's interesting so our RSpec spec syntax is fine but if we create a new calendar object aha that's important we forgot to pass in the view context and the options, um, or the options. And here we can pass in a nil because we don't need the view context here. So we set that variable and we don't need the view at all because we're just looking at the class name and the underscore of that. So we know that we're running the correct test because it failed um, and that's good. And if we run our spec again, we're going to get the same thing because I forgot to save the file run it again, and this time we get a different one. Now, this is important because we wanted to make sure that it failed, but I didn't actually mention that. Um, So we actually wanna make sure that our tests fail first, and you could test that by doing like equal to an empty string, just so long as you get a red test so that you know that what you're doing is providing the correct output so that you can verify that it's doing the right thing and because of the module that we're using simple calendar module um, the underscore method converts that to the module here and then the slash to represent the folder name and calendar after that so this is what our actual test should look like and if we run our spec for that we get a passing test way up here at the top before all of our um all of our pending tests so uh that's great we really have our first test working and that's that's all we really need now we can do some things here we could set like we could do a let and you could say let calendar be equal to simple calendar calendar dot new nil, and we could have this to clean up some of the setup stuff that we have and that allows our test to be a little bit shorter and then Within um, all of these tests, we can just access the calendar variable here, and that'll let us um, set it up just the one time and one place and not have to do that every single test. We get the same output, we got a um, passing test again, and we can use that as we go through. So let's also take a look at the attribute one. Now, this is another one where we could use, so we could write a test for um, this calendar, but in this case, we're actually, we need to pass in some options here. So we need two tests here. We need first one to test that it has a default, and then we need another that we can override that attribute, the default attribute for the meetings. So let's do that. Let's make a context for um, event attribute. Event sorting attribute might be a better way to describe it. And here, we can have uh, a test that it has start time as the default attribute. And then another, it allows you to override the default attribute. Okay, so for each of these tests, we really just want to instantiate a new calendar. And we can do that. We'll just copy this. Um, We can actually, I believe, use the calendar from above, and we could say expect calendar.send attribute to equal start time. And here we can actually say uh, simple calendar.new and pass in the attribute option. We'll do starts at, and we can expect that. uh, We also need the send attribute to equal starts at. And that should allow us to have two tests that basically handle both options for um, that event situation. And as you can see, both of those are correctly passing, which is great. yeah, that's really all we need. This this attribute method just, we need to make sure that it overrides this accordingly and it defaults to start time. It's really all we're doing, which is nice. And that kind of takes care of these two pieces. Uh, so it takes care of a, a section of the render block because we're calling the partial name. Um, and it also this also takes care of somewhat of the sorted events because now in sorted events, we don't have to um, make any tests for this. We can assume that that's going to return the correct value. And once we write a test for that one, we can go ahead and and just kind of trust that it works. Now the sorted events method is gonna be a a little bit more complicated. We're gonna need to create a fake class with that attribute or struct of some sort so that we have Um, a start time or starts at, we need to make sure that that is, uh, is handled and sorted. And we take an array and convert it into a hash organized by dates. So what we'll probably do with that one is we'll have a context of it converts an array of events to a hash sorted by days. So we'll have this um, context, and in here we'll have our tests for that specific piece of functionality um, in, in, our, uh, in our tests, in our gem. So another thing you could do is you could do something like describe, then you could do the method. There's a whole bunch of the method names, so you could do sorted events or whatever. There's a whole bunch of different ways to define your tests, and really it just kind of doesn't matter so long as you <laughs> run the tests. It's one of those things where RSpec is great, but there's so many people arguing about should you use context, should you use describe, it blocks, expect this to equal that, or could it just be an assert or just you know do a regular Ruby evaluation this is one of those things that people get uh, very opinionated on, and I personally like using Test because it's just straight Ruby rather than all of the extra things that you can do in, um, in RSpec. You can't actually easily refactor RSpec code out be- or Capybara or some of those things because it's not just the regular old Ruby that you're used to. So it makes things a little bit more complicated, but um, by all means... Simple is better. That's all I'm looking for. I'm happy to use RSpec and just keep it simple. So I'm gonna leave these as a pending thing. Um, Let's actually change this to describe sorted events and this makes more sense to describe a test rather than that. So we'll have that as our uh, pending test there. And I'm just gonna jump down to the start date date range and additional days and we'll handle those rather than um rather than dealing with sorted events yet i think we'll tackle that tomorrow because it's going to take a little bit more setup than we would expect now another thing you might have noticed is we haven't done any tests for view context um or options so we've just kind of handled the um the setup in our test, but we've never explicitly tested the initialize method, we can add tests for it. um, But at the same time, is it going to make that much difference? We take two variables as arguments. We assign them directly to two variables. There's no magic that happens here. If this ever changes, our tests will probably break. And yeah. We can, we can write a test for it, but you have to ask yourself the question of how much is too detailed, because we don't want to have to struggle with our tests all the time. We have plenty more valuable things to do with our time in the future. So let's jump into describing these last three, maybe just two methods, actually. I don't really feel like we need to test additional days as much because it only applies to this calendar and it actually gets covered if we handle the date range. So that's something that's interesting um, that we can do here and kind of skip that piece, which is nice. So here if we have to test our start date method, this is one where um, it, so another thing we need to do is the same as the default attribute for uh, the calendar attribute name. Um, We need to test the default, and we need to test the overriding. Now here we can just say it defaults to today's date. Um, And we need to use double quotes for that one. And uh, do, and then the other one, it um, uses the params. It, let's see what's a good way of explaining that. It uses the params uh, start date to uh, to override it. This is not very descriptive. I'm not thinking very clearly right now. Um, maybe you can clean up the text or description for that test because it's kind of um, it literally says what it means, but it's not useful in the context of what does the start date do? Um, so uh, this is really like the start date is, is designed so that we know where to calculate the calendar from so that you can go between different views. That is a better um, way of describing it, but at the same time, that's really what the date range calculates. Um, so we're gonna actually need to jump from here to the date range. Uh, and test a little bit more around this. Like really the start date doesn't do anything except it defaults to the current day or it uses the one in the params. And the date range is the one that actually does all the magic. And we need to test that one more importantly than anything else. So that one is where things actually happen. So in this case we we have a calendar so we have this calendar and we can send the start date uh, method name. We expect this to equal date dot today. And this is all fine and dandy, but when we run our tests, we're going to experience the expected problem of, it can't, oh, first we have a syntax error, I believe. Where is that? It says, syntax error, line 49, and it's totally correct. What are we missing? It do. Let's remove that. Ah, there we go. Um, Totally was missing an end there, right? No. What are we missing? <laughs> is it in here somewhere? No? There it is. We had a do at the end of that line. Silly me. Uh, you probably saw that a few minutes ago, but you couldn't tell me. So. Okay, we've got this test, but the problem is our view context is nil, and view context doesn't have a method called params. So what are we gonna do about that? Well, one of the easiest things that you can do is make a fake class to represent something inside your test, and you can use that to override um, things and simulate Rails functionality, but in your tests. So we can actually have a method called params here. And what if we just have an attribute, and it's called a start date def initialize start date at start date equals start date and params just returns at start date. So, this is going to be a helper class that's going to allow us to pass in a calendar, um, pass in a view context, rather. So, if we have view context.new, we can pass in any date that we want. Um, and this would allow us to simply do that. So, if we do this and we have a calendar equals simple calendar, calendar.new. View context. This is going to allow us to call this method. It will hit our fake params and return the start date, which is going to be, um, which is going to be actually completely empty. So this is one of those things too that uh, if at start date we need to make sure params returns a hash because that is what Rails does. So if there's a start date, we want start date equal to at start date and if there's not we just want to return an empty hash so this is actually the correct uh, code that we want for that so if you've given us one um, and we can do present if you like so it's a little more clear to read if there's one we'll return that in the hash if there's not we won't simple as that Um, that should simulate the hash so if there is no start date in the URL um, in the params hash then it shouldn't get passed over and that should allow us to run this test again and undefined method attribute this time Um, where was that so we have calendar spec line number four attribute Ah, what am I doing adder accessor I am not thinking clearly today so now let's run this test And we get a failing test, wrong number of arguments, zero for one. Now this crashed on calendar spec uh, line seven, which is interesting. So it came here, initialize, and we got to start date, and wrong number of arguments. Oh, that is because um, we have to pass in something here. So let's set this to nil by default. And then this should allow our test to run because that will now be optional. So that is awesome. Um, That allows us to have a fake view context that allows our view context and our code to just fake itself and actually actually work. But this is the work that sucks about writing tests. You have to fake out all the stuff that Rails provides in order to make your tests run. So you're not working against the real code, and obviously there's better ways to do this, but I'm wanting to point this out that this is a regular old Ruby that we're doing and we're, we're cheating because we're using different types of ob- objects. We could use test doubles or mocks or whatever to um, sort of simulate this and set things up and fake it, but just as easily we can write regular old Ruby classes to pull that off instead. So this is cool. If we change this code to always return the uh, params hash, we'll notice that this should be a little bit uh, different, and it fails because it tried to call to date on nil. So it returned this, and it was nil. So that means that our fake view t- view context class is working, and while there's a little bit of setup here, it's definitely not the worst thing in the world. Um, this is, you know, designed to kind of point out and explain how to think about tests so that um, they're not this magical thing. They're really just Ruby code, and you're calling the same code as you had before, but you're, you're cheating a little bit because this time you don't have Rails available to you in the same manner as you did before. And now we can take this and we can say, let's do date.yesterday, and this should be date.yesterday. And in theory, if we run this test on line 48, um, that should pass. And it does, it did not fail. So if we change this and let's just make sure that it, it, um, that it fails if we set up the wrong thing, and it does. And this is awesome because what we've done in just about what, 10 lines of code or something there, we've written a little class that we can replace Um, and pass into our gem and it fakes the params hash and the views, does all this stuff. And then really, um, we call our code just as we normally would. And we can pass in and customize these dates. And we don't have to use anything like time cop where you like change global Ruby times or any of that stuff. We can purely do this all on our own without any gems, without any helpers, this is all that we've got. We've got regular old Ruby code that genuinely tests our code and makes sure that it works. Um, the only downside is to this is that View Context now has to accurately represent Ruby's View Context. The um, code has to like you know match up. Otherwise, if Rails changes, then this is going to have to change or it will break. But All in all, we can write some really, really easy tests and be pretty confident that what we're doing works. So I'm actually going to cut it short here because this is a lot of stuff to take in. But um, yeah, testing is actually really super duper easy. It's just regular old Ruby code. You're just making sure that things equal each other. You don't have to worry about RSpec or any of these like extra gems like should or whatever. You don't have to worry about mocks or doubles or any of that stuff. It's regular old Ruby code. That's what I want to get across. So hopefully that makes sense. And I will talk to you next episode. Peace.